Welcome to Empower Coaching. Discover how to reinvent yourself, find self-empowerment and live a more positive and fulfilling lifestyle. Empower Coaching combines mental and physical fitness to help you connect the dots to unveil a more confident, energized and empowered version of you. So if you're ready, let's get into today's episode. Hi guys and welcome to today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about fat loss and why are we going to be talking about that today? Well, the other night I was scrolling through social media and I was so shocked at how many adverts I was still seeing for juice diets and meal replacement shakes. Now, perhaps there are more at the minute with summer around the corner and weight loss being a bigger focus at this time of year. I'm not sure. But I feel really strongly about these fad diets, quote unquote. And so I felt that I needed to talk about fat loss and educate my listeners on the science behind fat loss. Why juice diets don't promote a healthy lifestyle, how they do not encourage a healthy relationship with food, the negative effects that juicing can have on your body and mind, and why you should avoid them if you are serious about getting your health back on track. Let's first clear up what fat is and why we actually have it in our bodies. Numerous sources of information will tell you that fats are potentially harmful elements of your diet. While that's true in general, Fats are highly valuable and absolutely necessary for maintaining proper health. Fats are the master form of energy stored in the body. Fats store in the body to provide energy to prevent starvation during no times of food. So they are just your absolute requirement. Fats also protect the vital organs of the body by surrounding and cushioning them with these little fat pads that function almost like shock absorbers. Also, the layer of fat that you get beneath the skin, well, that prevents the body from extreme temperature conditions. If you've ever lost a large amount of weight before, then you might have noticed that you feel much colder with a slimmer physique than when you had a larger physique. I myself notice that when I'm in a cutting phase, aka fat loss, I tend to feel a lot colder. I mean, I'm cold all the time anyway, but even more so when I am losing fat. Now, fats also dissolve some essential nutrients like vitamins A, D, E and K and therefore ensures that our bodies are utilising these vitamins properly. So yes, fat is great, but it can also be harmful if our bodies store too much of this. And one way to recognise this is by noticing a change in our physiques. So we tend to feel a bit fluffy or wobbly. We lose definition and our clothes no longer fit and the scales soar up. Now this state is usually when a person begins to really worry about their physique and looks for ways to reduce the weight and slim down. If a person starts to think extreme negative thoughts about how they look and panics over how they might look for a specific event, for example, a wedding, then they might start to look for a quick fix. And then this is when the juice diet can become really appealing. Will a juice diet help you to lose weight fast? Yes. Why? Because you're putting your body through a calorie deficit 
that meaning that your calorie intake is less than what is required to maintain your weight. But why is juicing, in my eyes, not the best option? Well, the number that is represented on the scales is in fact a reflection of the loss of water in your body and not fat loss. So juicing enhances the flushing of the body and so you are having more and more water passing through the body which in turn is going to make you appear lighter on the scales. And now you might be thinking, oh, that's great, you know, the scales are going down, that's what I want, you know, I'm getting lighter. But this is not what your focus should be. Your focus should be the fat loss. So are the inches going down? Not only that, because it is more likely to be the water weight that you're reducing and not fat loss, when you finish your juicing course of, let's say, one or two weeks, because it's not something that you can con- um, that you can continue for prolonged periods of time, when you start increasing your food intake again, all of that weight is just going to compile and back on again because you're going to have the water retention again that you had prior to the juicing. Okay, so all of that weight's going to come back on again and you're just going to be left back at square one thinking, what the hell is going on? I'm really frustrated. Not only that, you are sacrificing a lot. Energy levels, skin, hair and nail condition, mental focus, mood, sleep, muscle mass, joint function, your relationship with food and your general satisfaction. A juiced diet will put your body through an extreme calorie deficit, which in turn affects your energy levels. And remember, if you didn't already know this, energy equals calories. So calories are like petrol. You need enough to keep your engine revving. Low energy levels result in poor mood, restless sleep, brain fog. So the days tend to feel a lot harder. You might also notice that hair and nails become really weak and brittle and that your skin starts to look really dull. Not only that, when your body is in a large deficit, it knows and thinks of all the clever ways to preserve what it can for energy to ensure that your organs continue to function correctly. This can result in a loss of muscle mass. Now team this with a low protein intake, which is a result from juicing, and your muscle mass will decrease rapidly. Now, what does that mean for ladies wanting to achieve a strong, sexy and sculpted shape? It means you're not really going to achieve that all too well. Now, this isn't just a result of juicing because this is actually a result of an extreme calorie deficit where the body is not replenished and it's not nourished. So for someone who is on a very low calorie diet, for example, around a hundred, a thousand calories a day, they can also experience these negative effects. The biggest problem here though with juicing is the negative effect that you actually develop with food. Food becomes the enemy. You're led to believe that food must be replaced with juice to lose weight and that you cannot lose weight whilst eating food, which is total bollocks. Again, if you're in a calorie deficit, then you will lose weight, food or no food. 
Now, I think juicing usually lasts around one to two weeks on average. So let's say that you complete the course and during this time you have been neglected of all of the foods that you would normally love to eat. Would it be sound enough to say that when this course is over, the temptation to go back to your food is going to be very tempting? I know I would. (laughs) Restricting your favourite foods can often lead to big binges. Over time, binging will result in a calorie surplus and this will then result in weight gain. And so here you are, back at square one, feeling like shit. Not only is this yo-yo effect really stressful on the body, it's stressful on the mind as well. You gain weight and then you lose it and then you gain it and then you lose it and it is tiring. So wouldn't it be much simpler if you could just find a way that allows you to never restrict, have bags full of energy, have healthy skin and joints and still lose fat. So if we're not going to juice then how can we drop fat safely and effectively and achieve these lifestyle adaptations? The best thing to do is to really look at your relationship with food and how well balanced your nutrition is on a day-to-day basis. Are you consuming high amounts of protein? Are you consuming a good amount of vegetables and fruits? And are you consuming a moderate amount of carbohydrates? It's really beneficial to look first of all at this and just ensure that you are getting a well-balanced diet. If you're looking at your diet and you're picking out that actually there's a lot of processed packaged fast foods in there, then this could be something where you first start off trying to minimise the amount of processed foods that you have and actually work more towards home cooking, fresh foods. Now, if this is already in place, then maybe we just need to be looking at the amounts that you have. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can do this. So you could track your calories and there's loads of apps out there. My Fitness Pal is probably one of the most popular ones where you can input the, the foods that you eat and the amounts each day and work out how many calories that you're having per day. Now, this is just not ideal for some people. That's just way too much, okay? Um, and that's fine. So what I'd recommend doing then is just looking at your portions and feeling, getting to know how you feel in your body. So if you're eating a meal and you're starting to feel full, then this is when you stop eating. (laughs) Easier said than done. But if you've got a generally okay relationship with food at this point, then this is when you tell yourself, okay, I've had enough. Now it's time to stop eating. And this is called intuitive eating. If you're feeling really tired throughout the day, like you've got really low energy, then this is a time where you might need to up your food intake and have a bit more food. And it kind of works in that way. Now, I would always recommend tracking calories where possible because you are going to guarantee your results, whether it's weight gain or weight loss, if you are tracking your calories. But first things first is that you need to actually understand what calories you need dependent on what goal you have. So if your goal is fat loss, then the first step that you need to do is you need to find out how much your body requires daily 
just to stay at maintenance. Now, if you do a little quick Google search and you will find plenty of calculators on there to do this, or if you have access to a personal trainer like me, then you can ask them to do this for you, although they will have more than likely already done this. So once you've worked out your maintenance requirements, you then need to create a deficit. So you need to reduce the amount of calorie intake that you have each day. Now I would recommend that you do this at a couple hundred each time. So I would say probably between two to 500 at the most each time. 500 being on the um, much higher scale there. Now I would recommend this to my clients than to go from let's say 2,000 calorie diet a day to a 1,000 calorie diet a day because you're going to see quite a lot of problems with doing that. Your body is going to get, it's going to take some getting used to, um, to go from 2,000 to 1,000 calories a day. You're probably going to feel quite tired, you're going to feel quite sluggish and to be honest 1,000 calories a day is not recommended anyway. So I would always recommend doing a couple of hundred at a time because then this way you are not sacrificing your mood, your energy um, and just feeling miserable in general really. You know you want this to be a journey that you can enjoy and that you can maintain because this is what is going to be your decider for success. So do a couple of hundred. So let's say that your daily requirement comes out at 2,000 calories a day some people might be thinking oh my god that's so unrealistic but actually that's quite a normal number you'll be surprised so we're going to reduce that by 200 calories so now you're sitting at 1800 calories a day there is your deficit now you would need to measure this so we're not going to say that 1800 is the definite uh, number that you need for a deficit because this might not be the case or it might serve you for a couple of weeks but then what you're going to have to do is probably reduce it again depending on where your body's at and how it's adapted. So you definitely need to keep a record and um, a check on your progress throughout this time. Now I would recommend stepping away from the scales um, because scales can have quite a negative effect. Reason being when you step on that scale it is not just a reflection of the fat in your body. It includes your water weight, it includes your muscle mass, it includes your bone mass. So there's lots of different components that make up that number on the scale. It, it's quite often that people can get really caught up on these digits, um, especially if, let's say, one night they stepped on the scale and they were 65 kilograms and then in the morning they were 68 kilograms and it's like panic stations. Um, yeah, that extra hobnob that I had with my cup of tea last night is piled on all the weight. What have I done? Um, I'm going to have to go and do cardio for three hours. That is not how it works. It does not work like that. That weight is more than likely just water weight. And if you had a very salty food, foods the night before, um, then this will be even greater or a night of drinking as well. So that's why I try and um, recommend that you kind of step away from the scales in terms of um, using it as a source for progress. The best way that you could record your progressions for fat loss is to grab a tape measure and actually measure your inches around your waist, around your thighs, around your arms. 
and just check and see if those uh, measurements are going down week by week. I wouldn't recommend measuring yourself more than once a week. Once a week is more than enough. And just keep a note of that and just track and just check the, the numbers are going down. Now, if the numbers are not budging, then this is when we need to make some adjustments. And so I'd recommend then reducing by another couple of hundred. So now we're 400 down from the original maintenance target. So now we're gonna sit at 1,600 calories. And again, it's just trial and error, trial and error until you start to see those digits coming down um, at a nice steady pace. If the digits are coming down too quickly, then you'd probably want to up your calories a little bit um, because we really don't want to see the digits coming down too fast because that could actually be a reflection of losing some muscle mass as well. And if your goal is to build a lean, strong, sexy, sculpted body, then you do not want to be losing your muscle. You want to be retaining it. And it doesn't matter how much protein you eat, if you are in too much of a calorie deficit, if it's too extreme, then you will end up losing some muscle mass. So it's about maintaining the muscle mass as much as possible whilst dropping the fat. So definitely keep a track on it by using a tape measure. Um, if you don't have access to a tape measure, just your clothes will be fine or a, your reflection in the mirror. So you can take progress photos. So I always recommend taking one from the front, from the side, and then from the back as well. Taking the back photo can get quite interesting. <laughs> You'll pull some interesting poses whilst trying to get that one. But this is really good and it can be some of the most surprising results for people as well. Um, again, I wouldn't recommend doing this more than once a week. And the first couple of weeks, you might not really see a difference. But if you keep a track record of all of the photos that you take throughout the weeks that you're in a deficit, if you then go from week one to, let's say, week four, if it's been successful, then you will see a difference in those photos. And, you know, when my clients see those photos and, and they're shocked by the difference from that first week to the fourth week, that is just such a great feeling um, because it's, it's hard to lose focus and, and to not really see the results when you're staring at that reflection every day. So keeping photos is a really great tool. And then also just feeling how your clothes are on your body. Are they starting to feel looser? Um, you know, are you breathing better in your jeans? Are your buttons not popping open anymore? These are all really good signs of fat loss as well. So you can definitely track your fat loss without using the scales. So I would step the scales to one side um, and try and break free from the weight scale mentality where possible. So another way to create a deficit is to also utilize exercise as well. Now if you don't exercise or you're not really into exercise then I think the first thing that I would suggest is just to try and increase your movement throughout the day. So maybe that's going for a couple of 10 minute walks around the block. Maybe it's walking a little bit further to the shops than you normally would. So leaving your car further away in the car park or leaving it at home altogether if you can. Taking the stairs instead of using a lift. Any kind of way that really gets you moving. Even walking on the spot when you're brushing your teeth or you're doing the washing up might sound silly, but it's all movement. And if you're at that point, then I definitely recommend that increasing your movement throughout the day is, is something to really be focusing on. If you are open 
<clears throat> to the thought of doing exercise, then great. I would definitely recommend that you have a big focus on resistance training. Now, why do I say that? Because building muscle is going to be your friend. Because not only does it sculpt a lovely curvy figure, building muscle mass in the body requires more energy to sustain. So the more muscle that you have in the body, the more calories that your body is going to burn just to sustain and maintain your muscle mass. Okay, so basically the more muscle that you have, the more food that you can eat. <laughs> because your body requires more energy. It's more taxing on the body to maintain the muscle. So the more muscle that you have, the more calories that your body's gonna be burning, and you're also gonna be building that sculpted, lean, toned figure that you want as well. Now, if you team this with your cardiovascular exercise, so walking, running, swimming, um, maybe HIIT classes, high-intensity interval training classes, um, then you're going to be really maximising your fat loss there as well. So that's another way that you can create a deficit. So let's say we go back to our, our first person where they're on a 2,000 calorie diet and we have reduced their calorie intake by 400 calories and then they exercise for 30 minutes a day and they burn around... 300 calories that is a total of 700 calories per day that they're in a deficit but because their food intake isn't quite so extreme they're not going to feel quite as rough as they would be if they didn't do the exercise and they reduced all of the calories from the food so you can see how you can play around with it a little bit there and how adding in exercise can be really beneficial now, I mentioned there that resistance training is going to be your best friend, and I am fully aware that right now uh, the gyms are closed. But that is not a problem because you can access free weights from the shops that you can have within your home. And if you can't get free weights at home, then there are plenty of bodyweight exercises that you can do that will work your muscles now, I've actually got a Bikini Body Home Sculpt program that I'm releasing in two weeks' time. Uh, nutrition is included in there as well, and it includes a bunch of exercises that you can do within your very own home, using items from around the home to create a bit more resistance, and just by doing these exercises are going to help to sculpt you a toned and slimmed figure. So, a very quick one today but hopefully I've managed to clear up a little bit about fat loss and my thoughts on juicing and why I do not support them and why I would not recommend them to anyone who would come and see me for fat loss goals. If you want any more information around this topic or you have any questions regarding anything that I've spoken about today, then please do get in touch. Um, all of my contact details are included in the show notes or if you're listening to this via social media then drop me a DM on there. I will be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have and I hope this has been educational and I hope that you have learned from this and I will see you in the next show.